Hey everyone, Jenna here. Welcome back to another episode of Hey Jen. Today's episode touches on a phase that we're all bound to go through at some point, and that is starting over. To be honest, I see starting over as going through the process of becoming a changed individual, and for me, it's being a changed woman. In short, I would say that I'm a firm believer that there will always be some pivotal moments in life that will mark the beginning of other changes that's going to follow afterwards, and that is what really creates a changed individual, and it's all in the process of living and learning. I find this a really fascinating topic. So with that said, let's meet today's guest and a really great friend of mine, Selena. Hello and welcome, Selena. Thank you for being here today. Hi, thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. It's the summer, and I think we're filming the day after Canada Day, right? So, yeah, a lot has been going on. It's great. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been a busy few days. A lot has been happening for sure, like with different events going on, life. Quarantine is less boring. Hopefully, we can reopen soon. Yeah, I think with the restrictions being lifted now, we can look forward to like maybe hanging out at the beach, going out with our friends. I know like social connection is something I definitely miss the most as an extrovert living in a house of introverts. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Like for all the viewers out there, FYI, we're from Vancouver. So then we're nearing the tail end of the lockdown or the pandemic. We're slowly reopening. September universities are starting to reopen. So really looking forward to that. Finally, we can leave the house, not be not be a hermit. Yeah, and that's going to be amazing because in Vancouver, the lockdown has been here for about a year now. So hopefully this lockdown restriction being lifted is going to be permanent or at least temporarily permanent for some time before we go back into a lockdown. Beware of the Delta variant, you guys. Yes, keep on wearing masks. Stay safe. But then that aside, honestly, I'm really excited to one, go out and two, finally have a life again. So to give listeners a brief idea of who you are, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Currently in my fifth year in UBC, and I'm double specializing in business technology management as well as human capital. How I've been spending my summer lately is just interning um, and consulting at a firm, and I've just been trying to leave the house as much as I can, COVID restricted, of course, so Mm -hmm. going on hikes by myself, having like picnics here and there. And just try to catch up with friends. And it's really weird nowadays because I feel like I have to schedule calls with my friends as compared to like before COVID when things would be so natural. And it was so nice to get that social interaction when you're just casually bumping into friends at school. But, you know, you got to make do with how things are in COVID at the moment. Yes, for sure. And it's super cool that you mentioned hiking because the last time I hiked was, I think, like, two three years ago like I went on the grouse grind took a really long time doing that it's that embarrassing secret that I never try to tell anyone but I'm like you know what yeah it took me a really long time (laughs) yeah for sure definitely if you're into the stairmaster you should definitely hit up grouse mountain it's Mm -hmm. literally just a bunch of stairs yeah I might give it another shot. We'll see how fit or how athletic I become. Do I want to exercise that day or do I just want to do stairs at home? Got this. Just just do it. (laughs) Hashtag Nike. (laughs) Just do it. 
But then as a bit of an extra backgrounder, Selena and I actually go all the way back to our first year in university. I think it was Math 184 or like Calm 101, those introduction courses. I think so. Yeah, oh my gosh. I remember looking over and I was just like, oh my gosh, she's actually taking notes in math. What the heck? Is that? <laughs> Only because I need to, guys. Like, that's not my forte. Can't be slacking. But overall, thanks for giving us some insight about you and really who you are and what you're passionate about as well as what you enjoy doing. Let's dive into today's content. So as you know, the scope of today's episode is inspired by your Instagram username at starting over with Selena. So how did you arrive in that name and what inspired you to start over? Yeah. Okay. Thinking back to my Instagram name, I don't even remember what I had before that. I know I had like a different username, but <laughs> I remember um, I remember when we spoke a few days ago, I was like, I, I told this whole story that I had some time to sit back and I realized that you know, change has really been constant over my entire life. And after mm. like putting back and taking some time to like read my journal and like look back at like all the events that occurred in my life, like every year I'm always like constantly challenging myself, looking for new ways to like improve. And it wasn't until that one year when I actually acknowledged it because I had hit rock bottom. Things were going so bad for me in life. I was struggling with a relationship breakup. My work wasn't doing so well. I was working in a workplace where I didn't feel like it just wasn't the right career choice for me. And I also had other and that kind of kind of like tumbled down to all these other issues as well with like school and everything. And I just knew at that moment that this is not how I wanted my life to be. This, First of all, this was not how I expected my life to be. And I just wanted at that moment to really take control and change my life from what it currently was. So mm-hmm. kind of like me changing my Instagram name was sort of like a moment where I made a promise to myself that I was going to start over, that I was going to change. And I was going to get myself out of the situation that I was in. Mm, wow. I definitely really love that story. It seems like you did a lot of thinking and reflecting and you kind of took a personal branding approach, right? Kind of like saying that's not who I am anymore. This is who I am and this is who I want you guys to see me as. Yeah, I feel like that's the whole part of change. It's sort of like, you know, wishing farewell, but acknowledging the type of person you were before that, saying goodbye Mm -hmm. and moving on with like no baggage, new fresh lens, just like taking over the world. Mm-hmm. Love that. I know that you mentioned a bit about your workplace and how you felt like it wasn't really the right fit for you. So do you mind elaborating a bit on what exactly wasn't the right fit and how you came to that conclusion? Yeah, so a little bit of a story time. So when I first got this job, I was actually referred to get into this position by a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I you know, when I got this position, everyone was saying to me, like, oh, Selena, you're so lucky to get a job at this, like, this, like, place, and then, yeah, everyone kept congratulating me for getting the position, I know it was back then, like, a big deal to get a job in this space in, like, first or second year, and to, like, work part-time in this, I was making, like, pretty good money at that time, Um, you know, as much as people can make in first or second year while going to school full-time, 
So there was a lot of pressure. Like I told my family about it. Everyone was so happy for me and expected so much out of me for getting this position. So I was in this position for about six or eight months, somewhere around there. But at the very beginning, um, there was a lot of issues, I guess, with like the culture of the place. For example, there was a lot of turnover. So the person who actually hired me actually got moved to another company. So there was a new manager in place. And I think it's safe to say that, like, you know, we didn't really know each other. Maybe we got off on the wrong foot. But Mm -hmm. the culture there was a little bit toxic in the sense that. And I realized that throughout my time at the working there, because after every session or after every after every work day, I got off work. Mm -hmm. I just felt so stressed. I couldn't think about anything else. I like dreaded going to work the next day. And those are feelings I didn't want to have because it was affecting me like mentally, my personal life with my schooling as well. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. something is wrong here. That's when I like started realizing that maybe this isn't the right career choice for me because I don't think any job should make you feel that way. I think no job should ever force you to neglect your mental health or if it feels like you're putting in too much effort to even go to work in the first place, if it doesn't excite you, it's probably the wrong workplace for you. And I only realized that even the sixth month of working there, when my mom was the one who actually like pulled me aside, she said, hey, Selena, you know, you're not yourself lately. I don't know what's wrong, Mm -hmm. but I think like, there's something wrong with the workplace. Like, I don't think it's the right place for you. And there's this quote that I saw one day on Instagram, just randomly. And then I feel like I get a lot of, okay, tangent, but I feel like I get a lot of these random posts and I follow a lot of like inspirational quotes, but I feel like there are certain ones that really resonate with me throughout like different times of my life. For example, like the quote that I got was like, when a flower doesn't bloom, you change the environment. You don't change the mm-hmm. flower. And right. that's when I realized that maybe I'm the flower. Maybe this isn't the right environment for me because maybe my talents are better accessed like elsewhere. Maybe this isn't where I'm going to bloom. So that's when I made the difficult decision to leave my job, knowing that a lot of people looked up for me for being in this job in the first place and really respected me for it. And everyone was so happy for me. And this was the moment where I had to be a little bit selfish and think about, you know, this is, I'm doing this for myself. I'm not doing this for anyone Mm -hmm. else. And if this place makes me really unhappy, I think it's time for change. It's time to move on. And it was a little bit scary. I didn't have any like backup job planned nothing I just said you know what first step is leaving I'll figure out the rest when it when the time comes so wow good on you and I feel like honestly it's kind of sad how in today's world we tend to wear like burnout and I guess stuff down dissatisfaction from work and wear it as a badge of honor thinking like oh we're conquering things but then it's really taking a toll on our mental health and as you mentioned you lose sight of who you are and personally speaking I've gone through situations where I forced myself to do things that I didn't want to do and then as a result I was like you know what I don't know who I am anymore and in that process I feel like people actually underestimate how much effort it takes to refine yourself or to find yourself again I think Mm -hmm. and it's really great I think that your mom like pulled you aside and told you that like oh she's seeing something different or she feels like you're not the same person anymore I feel like People who tell you that are people that you definitely want to keep in your life. They're definitely the real ones. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you would be surprised that 
like what other people pick up from you because once mm-hmm. you're like always so like career driven or like goal oriented I know I definitely am so I'm always like looking at okay what's the next thing what do I what do I need to do next but it's like the people that are closest to you that truly care for you that like really see how your personality and everything is changing and how you present yourself to other people and I think that's super important to get that check-in every now and then. Mm-hmm, absolutely and throughout the process of going through that job would you say that you had tendencies of people pleasing or rather did you choose to stay for six months even though you knew that you were starting to not really like it in the process or earlier than the six month mark yeah I I definitely feel like maybe people pleasing was definitely an aspect of it I know that um, the person who referred me to it, I was thinking about her as well. Like, how would it look on her part if I suddenly, like, she referred me to this job and I'm, like, leaving in the second month. Like, that would look so bad. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about those factors and thinking right. about, you know, how excited my family was for me to get this job and thinking about myself, too. Like, I was excited when I got this job because I didn't know what it was right. going to be like, too. Like, when mm-hmm. I let myself down, I just felt like I needed to try as hard as I could to sort of... Mm-hmm see if I could make this work. So in the process of that, I was changing a lot of who I was. And because of that, I think I lost a bit of myself going through that for six months, because like I said, it was very mentally draining. I put myself second, I put this job first before everything else, because I just, to me, I just wanted to make it work. And no job is ever worth that. And I realized that at the Mm. end of this. So I think yeah, that it happened for a reason. I learned a very important lesson out of it. Hopefully, like, I think it's better that I learned the lesson now than later on in my career. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I really admire you for staying true to that and really keeping your mental health in check, making sure that your wealth, not your wealth, but your health comes first. But after all, health is wealth. And just making sure that firstly, you're happy before you think about whether others are happy. I feel like that's definitely something to conquer and definitely a journey that everyone has to go down. Exactly. Yeah, like going through both your like past relationship as well as your past work experience, did you feel a yearning for change throughout or did you feel like you finally had to bring change into your life after they happened, like after everything was said and done? Mm-hmm. I don't think that change was something that I planned. I don't think change is something that you ever plan. I think mm-hmm. it just sort of sort of happens and you have to decide whether you want to go through with it or not. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a relationship back then, like six months when I started into the job. I wasn't thinking about breaking up. I wasn't thinking that it was gonna right. end. It just like happened all of a sudden. And because of that, and like my job, all the stress was happening, I didn't think that it was going to impact my school. Like I didn't think it was going to affect my mental health that bad. It wasn't something that I planned at all. That's the point that I'm trying to get. But you know, it happened. I was in a mm-hmm. wreck. Obviously, I was in a very, very low point in my life. And I was just fed up with it. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. I say, we say that because that sounds a little bit dark. <laughs> I thought, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be stuck in this position mm-hmm. where I felt helpless, out of control in my life, and have this thing hold me back or hold me down. Mm-hmm. Because change is inevitable. It's always going to happen. I'm going to be in more relationships. I'm going to experience yeah. breakups. I'm going to go through, 
I'm going to fail a test. I'm going to get a job that I don't like. I'm going to have an overbearing manager. Like all of these things are always going to happen. And it sort of depends on how you face that challenge and how you come out of it. So that was my mindset that I sort of had when it happened to me. But Mm -hmm. it didn't happen immediately. It definitely took a few weeks of like crying, you know, Mm -hmm. like pitying myself for me to realize that. I was fed up with it and that I didn't want to be stuck here anymore. So I think that's what triggered it. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Definitely a lot of realization and being able to understand yourself during the process. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you talked about your story, like living in the present really came to mind at the moment because I feel like it's important to one, like live in the present and enjoy what you have at the time but it's also another thing to think about things in the long term like is this going to be the only thing like if something doesn't work out or if something comes to an abrupt end are you really screwed or are you going to have multiple opportunities later on in life to try again and to come back stronger yeah I totally agree with you I think it's so important to sort of have balance with where you're spending I like to call it like mind energy because mm. it's like like you have 24 hours in a day like how are you what are you spending your time thinking about how much time do you spend in the present how much time do you spend planning for the future and reflecting in the past I think mm. that hardship happened to me I was definitely stuck in the past I wasn't looking in the future and it got to the point where I was I finally moved to the present and then I said, okay, I'm, I've been crying for like two weeks now. I'm like mm-hmm. sick and tired of this. And then I started thinking about what the future could possibly look like. So it's kind of like going through that spectrum and monitoring where, where you're spending your brain energy throughout the day. Mm, definitely, definitely. And right now, what would you say your breakdown is in your 24 hours of a day? I think it really depends. Like, for example, I'm going to work. So obviously I'd be spending most of my time in the present, just focusing. And then I would have time when I'm thinking about like future stuff in my work, like thinking about what I need to prepare for, for like tomorrow, the week after that, and also reflecting in the past, normally at the nighttime. When I think about like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm journaling, what am I grateful for today? What do I want to do tomorrow? Things like that. And then... And in the nighttime, I would spend time sort of doing some meditation to bring myself back to where I am right now so I can calm my worries and anxiety about like the past or future. Because I know a lot of us get stuck into that, thinking about, oh, shoot, I have this to prepare for tomorrow. But why would you force yourself to live in that experience twice? That's another mm-hmm. quote that Instagram sends yes. me, right? To always like yes, girl. live in the moment. Don't put yourself through traumatic experiences twice if you don't need to. Hmm. I love how you mentioned that because <laughs> that's actually something that I struggle with a lot. I still struggle with it, but I struggled with it tremendously in the past. I would always worry a lot about things that are going to happen, like coming up with scenarios in my head and getting scared in advance. And I'm just like, I've suffered enough. I have suffered twice, maybe even three or four times. And I'm like, nah, it's about time that I don't do that. There is actually a quote speaking of that I got from actually a church sermon that I attended it was really insightful it says or it goes like worry pulls tomorrow's cloud over today's sunshine Mm -hmm. and then I was just like oh I really love that because I was like you know I hope you're listening I'm glad you're listening because this is for you yeah 
And throughout the process, I can tell for sure that you've grown tremendously in both, like both as a person, in terms of your mental health, in terms of your mindset. And so when you started over or during the process where you decided to try again and rebrand yourself, did you see starting over as starting over on a blank slate and putting the past behind you? Or did you see it as proceeding with tomorrow and remembering everything that happened yesterday? So then you keep yourself in check. I feel like my instance is pretty unique in the sense that mm-hmm. the relationship that I had, it was a little bit toxic. So right. I, I don't know if a lot of people can relate, but in a toxic relationship, there's a lot of codependency there. There's a lot of mm-hmm. losing yourself to the other person, making sure that the other person is happy and putting them above your happiness. And I think mm-hmm. when people go through relationships like that, you kind of come out of the relationship, especially through a breakup that you didn't prepare for, very lost. So that's how I was sort of feeling at the end of that. I felt like I had lost a piece of myself and I forgot who I was. So I guess it would be very similar to starting with a blank slate, but also trying to remember who I was in the past, recognizing who that person was, figuring out the pieces of me that I wanted to keep, the pieces of me that I wanted to change, and the pieces of me that I wanted to develop for the future. So it's taking Mm -hmm. that time to assess that. Right. In the process of assessing, reflecting, and thinking about how you are going to act moving forward, did you do anything in particular to reinforce that, like journaling? I know you talked about meditating. Any other things that you did? Yeah, I think the number one thing that worked for me was making it a lifestyle. So journaling was definitely on the table. So it was definitely a lifestyle. I had to make it a part of who I was and do it every day. I think building that routine at the beginning is always going to be the hardest part. Um, So coming out of that relationship, I lost a lot of control. And coming out of that job that I had, I I had nothing going on for me at the moment. And I was just struggling with school. So I needed to regain some sense of control in my life. And the way I do that was try to take ownership of basically my happiness (laughs) I know it sounds silly to a lot of people but I feel like that's the number one thing that you do have control over if like nothing in the world is going right for you you, like you always have yourself to fall back on and rely on Mm -hmm. yes I was trying to do things that made me happy again because you know if you're in like a higher area in life when you are at a point where you can experience enlightenment as cheesy as <laughs> like everything in life like doors open for you like you radiate a new kind of energy and you're like a new you so that's mm-hmm. the type of person I was trying to achieve and how I did that was you know waking up every morning again sounds super cheesy but listening to like podcasts that were motivating me I would listening I would listen to uplifting music instead of sad breakup songs I would do my bed every morning just small little things that helped me gain control of my life and were recognized as small wins to me and then at the end of the night I got into journaling and I felt that was the most effective out of all the methods that I did because it allowed me to take some time for myself, think about what I did during the day, reflect on my current emotions, and reflect on the things I promised myself that I would do for the future. And I think taking that time to yourself is so important because with everything going around in life, you can get so lost with thinking about work, school, your relationship, all your downfalls, but taking that time to 
really treat yourself as if you're your best friend and speak to yourself that way and get to know you a little bit better, I think is so empowering. And it's really the first step in achieving happiness or even changing anyone or changing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I feel like journaling is a really powerful way of bringing change into your life because I think it forces you to like sit down, reflect, be honest with yourself and just understanding why am I thinking this and what am I feeling? Like no judgment. Yeah, for sure. Like there's so much power in like putting what you think into words, into writing onto the paper because it's Mm -hmm. up there. Like you're not going to erase that. I always use a pen and I do it for a reason (laughs) because like I look back at my journal and I am so happy that I get to read all of these crazy experiences, sad experiences Mm -hmm. that I've been through because it shows how much I've grown. And like, if you're always thinking about the happy moments, like you're not going to be able to grow because part of growing and starting over is recognizing all the shitty, like all the shitty things that happened to you in the past. And like, you know, thinking that, you know what, screw that. I'm not going to let that happen to me anymore. I'm not going to be that person. I'm new now. So yeah, Mm -hmm. journaling is pretty empowering. Journaling is bae. Speaking of journaling, were you the gentle type of journaler, like writing everything really neatly? Or were you the very turbulent kind? That's what I like to call it, like angry scribbles, (laughs) writing absolutely everything. (laughs) Definitely the turbulent kind. Like I've seen (laughs) a lot of like my friends, they have like bullet journals, they put like stickers on there, they draw really nice cursive writing. I cannot. I'm not that person. I will. I can wait. I scribble, and when I journal, it's not like I have anything planned, which blows my mind that some people have like the nicest bullet journals out there. Because when journaling, I don't know what I'm writing. I don't journal with a goal in mind. I journal Mm -hmm. literally whatever I think and whatever I feel. There have been days where I've journaled. I don't know why I'm journaling. But obviously, I'm journaling for a reason because I feel like shit today. And we're going to explore and figure out why. And I just start going off about how my day went. And then I realize at the end of my journaling, that's why I'm in a shitty mood because that person pissed me off. So it's like, (laughs) it's like journaling is sort of like an exploratory process where if you are like unrestricted, unbounded, that you can discover a lot of things about yourself because you're letting your like subconsciousness take over. And I think that's the beauty of like turbulent journaling. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, like I agree as well. Like for me, when I journal, very angry journaling, <laughs> to be very honest, I feel like that's the way for me to really feel better afterwards. Like if I go off of a journaling prompt and if I try to make everything nice, uh, it's not happening one sentence and I'm going to be like, this is too peaceful for me. Let me just bring some chaos into this. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, it was super cool, though, learning more about what you do to cope and overall what remedies you have for yourself when it comes to, I guess, reassuring yourself, ensuring that your state of mind is okay and that you're becoming the kind of person that you want to become. Great, awesome. Well, in this section, let's talk more about the power of starting over and how to go about it. So based on what we talked about over the last few days, as well as in the previous section, it seems as if we have a somewhat similar approach when it comes to coping, like angry journaling, reflection, being honest with yourself. 
But then for this section, we're going to talk more about why it's beneficial to adopt the mindset of starting over and really starting fresh whenever we need to get back up after falling down instead of continuing on with that life that just goes on. So then with that said, in terms of starting over, how has it changed your life or your outlook on certain things? I think if anything, starting over has made me more resilient in life. Like, mm-hmm. like there have been moments where I just like felt like I was stuck in a certain place. And then I would think, you know, it doesn't always have to be like this. What if? I think that's such a powerful statement because it shows that, you know, there's other opportunities there. And another like phrase I like to adopt is like, yes, and I think that's super mm-hmm. like, common phrase that a lot of you guys hear and use in different contexts. But it's such a powerful meaning because it just shows that life is continuous. Like things are going to happen and new things or whatever is going to happen next. Like you never know what it is, but I think it's always important to be prepared for it and, you know, to take whatever life gives you and to continue pushing on. Like whatever life circumstance that you're in, you're not stuck in that forever. And I've been through some pretty shitty life circumstances. I've almost been through it all. So I haven't given up. You shouldn't give up. There is, so much opportunity for you and you know you're still young I'm still young and I don't know if I'm saying this but your life could look different 10 years down the road absolutely I mean BTS said life goes on so it (laughs) freaking goes on like things change people change and honestly I feel like it's so much easier said than done because To be very honest, over quarantine, when I was listening to music, especially Life Goes On, everyone out there, if you know, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, it goes on. Everything's going to be fine. But then I was just like, why am I still dwelling on the past? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I am a hypocrite to myself. Exactly. Like, don't think like that. There are adults out there. Mm. I still don't know what they're doing but you know they're making it work fake it till you make it I feel like that's something Mm -hmm. all of us need to adopt in this lifetime and to stop being so hard on yourself yeah you're obviously gonna have goals but there might be different ways to get there like it might not be as linear as you expected it to be but you're gonna get there eventually so just relax focus on yourself this is an important time of your life where you're rediscovering yourself Like, I don't know, statistic-wise, I think between 18 to, like, 30 is the time when you're really supposed to, like, change at least 10 Mm -hmm. times before you really settle down and to to have that, like, solid, solidified, like, adult mindset or whatever. But this is the time to explore, to be courageous, to be curious, and to continue reinventing yourself, as I like to call it, Mm -hmm. continue changing, because this is the time to do it. This is the time to fuck up your life and start over yeah. it because mm-hmm. you can. Like, you have the resources. You're not going to, like, hit completely rock bottom. You know, you still have yeah. parents here. Like, your friends sure. here. You're in school. You have a good support network. Take risks. I think that's the biggest thing that you should be doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. 100% on that. I feel like in life, definitely within that age range of dynamic change and growth we're all gonna suck at something new at some point Mm -hmm. and I feel like that should actually be something that we should take pride in it's like you're growing you're being brave you're brave enough to suck at something new that was a quote that I saw on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. (laughs) business students I saw on LinkedIn and then I was just like you know what I love that quote because I feel like especially as we're both business students 
failure is something that's not widely discussed. That's what I noticed. It's like, even if you are struggling, you don't admit it when you don't say like, guys, I'm everyone I'm not doing okay. I need time alone. It's always saying, nope, it's fine. I'll struggle alone. And I feel like being honest, firstly, and just understanding that, yeah, we're all going to suck. You can't win at everything in life. That should be a mindset that we should normalize more, I think. Yeah, for sure. And with starting Mm -hmm. over, like, there is no you reinventing yourself without first failing. I think that's super important. And it's something that all of us have to get comfortable with. Be Mm -hmm. comfortable with failing. Be comfortable, like, with people slamming doors in your face and saying no. Because one day, one of those doors is going to open and that's going to be your big break. But you're never going to be able to get to that door unless you go through the first 100 doors that close on you. So, Yeah, sums up my job search. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And then overall, would you say that you were super certain about what you were doing every step of the way? And overall, did you do anything in particular that helped you find your identity? Since we talked a lot about finding yourself, knowing yourself, things like that, like traveling, etc. I think when it comes to being certain, like you're never going to be sure of that. There is no way to tell because life is uncertain. A lot of things are going to hit you when you least expect it. But I think what's super important to keep yourself moving on the same path that you expect to go is to make sure you have that goal in mind, to have some steps to get there, and to be okay if those steps change and learn how to navigate that. But most importantly, if you're happy doing something, if you're passionate about doing something, just know that you're moving in the right direction and that you're doing something right. Because a lot of figuring out what's right and wrong is intuition, is getting to know yourself. And that's why I say journaling is so important, because that's the only way you're going to develop the intuition to know whether you're moving into the right direction. Like, back to that career story, I didn't know I was stuck in a bad place in that job until someone pointed it out to me. If I was self-aware back then, maybe I could have figured out the red flags earlier and gotten myself out of the relationship and out of the career to start earlier. Who knows, right? Absolutely. But it's all about developing that intuition and being comfortable with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I know that in the past few days when we were chatting, just catching up, you talked about going to Toronto and traveling as a way of finding yourself. Yeah. Do you mind telling us a bit more about that? Your transformation yeah. travel experience? Yes, that was one of my favorite travel experiences. So what had happened was I bought tickets to Toronto, one way trip. Oh my. Two weeks after my breakup. Oh, <laughs> you all out there are like, what the heck, Selena? Like dramatic much. Yes, that, me. Is that is the way I cope. Retail therapy is a thing. They may not always be plane trips, one-way tickets, but it is a thing. Try it out, guys. So I bought my one-way trip tickets to Toronto, and I told my very strict, very traditional Asian mother the next day, and she flipped out on me. She was freaking <laughs> out. Oh I, I wasn't thinking about that when I bought these those tickets, but 
you know what? Like we said, you never know what life's going to bring you and we'll deal with it when the moment comes. So the moment did come. And then, you know what? I had a presentation prepared about where I would be staying, what I would be doing, why I'm going to Toronto. And the why whole slide deck. Yes, the whole slide deck. That's why I'm in consulting, you guys. So, Including the appendix. In case you were wondering about the additional things, when am I coming back? The hotel rooms, my travel, everything. Transportation, everything included. A route, even? <laughs> yes. So I got to Toronto, and I spent about, like, two weeks or so there, and I arrived to my hotel room. I honestly didn't have an itinerary exactly laid out. I, I knew, like, some major places I wanted to visit, but I was by myself. Like, I didn't know what I was eating the next day. I didn't know what I was going to be the next day. Who knows? Maybe drunk, passed out on the street. We'll find out. <laughs> oh, my God. But- <laughs> You know what? It was it was such an exhilarating experience because it taught me that I could fall in love with myself all over again. Mm-hmm. I lost myself, but that trip really gave me an experience that I could never have experienced if I stayed in Vancouver. Because it was a new location, right. it was a new environment. I was literally by myself. I could only rely on myself. And I had to go by my gut intuition and I had to rely on myself. For everything like I didn't have anyone's opinion to ask where we should go for dinner or what time I wanted to wake up the next day and it was so empowering because I just felt so in control of my life mm-hmm. and my first time eating at a restaurant by myself that was that was amazing mm. like very awkward definitely I got a lot of weird chairs and oh side story but I went to this really famous Japanese restaurant and Ooh. they did reserve online for one so I reserved for two people and the waiter thought that I got stood up (laughs) but you know it's all good (laughs) oh that's so funny it's like waiter that was feeling bad for you you're like nah nah dude I I had to like come up with sort of some sort of excuse I was like oh I'm a solo traveler he's like yeah yeah no it's really okay I'm going to the club tonight if you want to join (laughs) I'm okay (laughs) You were honest and he tried to shoot his shot. Good times in Toronto. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to have to tell me more at another time. It's like, I went to Toronto to date myself. Like, I wanted to go on a date with myself to get to know myself better. It's like, you know, you want to date me? Oh. No, seriously, dating yourself is a whole new experience. Mm. I bought myself flowers. Oh my. And it was the <laughs> Like, I bought myself roses. It was the nicest thing ever, the nicest feeling ever. And I would freely talk to random people. Like, I was at a restaurant one time, and I just felt really bored by, like, one week in, in Toronto, just eating by myself. And I saw this, like, random old man, and, like, I noticed he was by himself. I was sitting beside him, like, hey, would you like to join uh, me for breakfast? And he said yes. And I later realized that this old man had a wife who passed mm-hmm. away, like, a year ago, and he's been visiting that restaurant ever since to you know, sort of, like, pay tribute to his life or to just, like, relive old memories. But it was, like, a really nice, authentic experience that I wouldn't have normally done before. And it was a little bit awkward, scary at first. You never know. Serial killers are out there. But, again, listen to your gut instinct. You'll know when something's wrong. But lucky for me, it turned out really great. And we had a really good conversation over breakfast. That is such a beautiful story. Oh, my gosh. It's so wholesome as well. <laughs> that was a roller coaster, dude. It's like, firstly, it's like getting hit on by the waiter at a Japanese restaurant. And then it's like getting drunk or passed out buying yourself flowers. Then it's like, 
I meet the super sweet gentleman and we bond over a meal. Exactly. <laughs> and now I'm curious, what would you say was the biggest takeaway from your conversation with him? Um, I don't know if it was anything that he said in particular, but it was just definitely like the whole interaction. Mm. Like I was scared and I questioned myself 10 times before asking him to have breakfast with me. I was like, is this the right thing to do? Am I going to get kidnapped? Like, is this, I don't know, right. like, what, what would I talk to him about? But it was just sort of being in the moment and then just shooting the question out there and taking things as they come. Mm-hmm. So even though it was like really uncertain, that moment just taught me that, you know what, making the first move is really scary. But after that, things just sort of roll along. You just have to like roll up the punches and something good came out of it. You know, like I I faced my fears of, I don't know, talking to strangers or whatever, mm-hmm. but it just made me feel more confident in myself. And I wasn't like, I wasn't scared of, like, talking to him because I had known, like, why I came to Toronto, mm-hmm. who I was. He asked me a little bit about myself, and having that time to reflect with him about who I was really helped ground me. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from the conversation. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I feel like there's something really beautiful from talking to strangers. I know, like, when we were young, we've always been taught to not do that stranger danger. But then as you get older, I feel like it should be an actual challenge to reach out to someone that you don't know, maybe do the same thing, ask them to join you for a meal, maybe, like, hitting someone up for a brief conversation if you see them sitting alone. I feel like when you speak to strangers, everything is so unrefined. Like, everything is so honest, and then everything that you tell them, everything that they tell you, like, nothing is scripted, nothing's planned, and that's how you find the beauty in human interaction, I like to say. Yeah, for sure, and, like, you know, it's it's a little bit scary, and I thought about, like, why I felt scared back then, and then now, like, I'm in a new zone, I'm a new mm-hmm. me, and I realized that, you know, when people kind of like interact with other human beings, it's like you're busy thinking about what question am I going to say yeah. next? Um, what kind of information should I tell this person? And you're putting too much thought into it where you really restrict yourself from being in the moment and being authentic with the other person. Like you just have to sort of embrace the uncertainty. They're obviously thinking about themselves and what they're going to say mm-hmm. to you versus like what you're going to say to them. So if that's the case, like why don't, both of you just sort of let loose and experience what the other person's going to ask and say to you and just kind of go along with the conversation. Just let it flow. Like, don't put too much thought into starting anything. I think that's also super important. Just just go with mm-hmm. it. Life advice. Take note. <laughs> right. So now that we've talked a lot about starting over, selena's toronto traveling story i do wonder how your mom reacted i do want to know that and really what it means to start over and become a changed person it's now time to see what's in it for you as a listener you know maybe there are some parts of your life that you want to revamp maybe there's a part of you or some thoughts that you have that you want to challenge things to unlearn whatever it may be know that it's never too late to start over and it's never too late to really choose to work on yourself. So with that said, Selena, what tips do you have for those who want to start over in life and change at that given moment? Mm -hmm. It's really cliche, but I would say that it's never too late. Mm -hmm. Like if I were to go back and speak to the younger version of myself who went through absolute shit, (laughs) 
I would say, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like life is going to hit you. You're going to fall, but everything is going to be okay. You're going to get back up. You're going to do what you normally do. And you're going to go far in life. Just keep moving forward no matter what life hits you with. And I know it's really, really hard. Like you may feel that, you know, you're stuck in a position. You might not have like the resources, the support system or anything to do so. But you do have control. If if everything in your life goes to shit, you will always have yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to recognize that because people treat, like we treat ourselves sometimes in a really terrible way. Like whenever right. you fail, you blame yourself for not being good enough. Or when someone doesn't like you, you think, oh, what's wrong with mm-hmm. me? What do I need to change? And I know we talked about like change a lot throughout this podcast, but I think it's so important to know the real reason why you're changing. Never change for anyone else mm-hmm. because that's not going to get you very far in life. That's not going to do any good to you. You're just going to end up losing yourself. Right. If you're going to change, do it for yourself. And you need to have a really good reason and clear direction and clear goal of like why you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way you're going to have that, that drive in you is if you have a really strong purpose of why you want to change. And so I guess to sum it up, like you would say... The questions to think about would be what triggered you? Are you okay with solitude and discomfort? Are you in tune with yourself? Things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. Like solitude, definitely very uncomfortable. I actually read a book on solitude. It's literally called oh Solitude. Interested, but I would sit down at work during my lunches by myself and just read that book in absolute silence. And it was it was really different and new and uncomfortable. But it also felt calming, mm-hmm. and that calming didn't come immediately, but it came eventually. And I think patience is also super, super important if you're going through this journey of change, because change doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. That's also the quote, but it's so true. Bad. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, and it's not going to be very noticeable at first, and it might not even be visible to you. So I think it's also important to ask those around you closest to you and also journal remember journaling is so important mm-hmm. to capture those mental thoughts and to really be in touch with your subconsciousness to measure your growth definitely definitely and on that note what would you say are some things to look out for while you're going through that period of change I know you talked a bit about not changing for other people making sure that you're changing for you it would definitely be intrusive I say that dramatically because it can make everything in your life feel dramatic like you could be doing something and a part of you will be saying like oh are you good enough and that's where imposter syndrome comes in that's Mm -hmm. where anxiety comes in that's where depression comes in because you're out of control with your current thoughts you're thinking so negatively that you can't even see the present you can't even see a future full of opportunities for you and you just get stuck in this place of fear and like anxiousness and it's important to not get trapped in that and that's why I say balance is so important and to be mindful of how your brain energy is functioning are you in the present at the moment are you focusing too much in the past or too much in the future that's why it's so important to like time block your day to or understand where your mind is going Mm -hmm. definitely having structure and uh, the good old intrusive thoughts the unwelcome guest that comes and you're just like I'm just thinking about what I need to think about and then it just comes in and you're like ah you were not invited yeah it's like 
my good friend actually taught me this method of how to stop or calm those intrusive thoughts and that's figuring out you know what you're thinking right now what is the story that I created because of this moment where I thought this person didn't like me Mm -hmm. because maybe her voice or tone was a little bit harsh when she was talking to me yeah and what actually happened it's figuring out what the facts are are in the moment which is she talked to me about like the situation she had it came off harsh but she was telling me about something bad that happened in her day mm-hmm. and it's maybe like thinking and taking a step back that maybe it's not because of you maybe she's not upset with you and maybe it's the situation that she experienced that's causing her to act a certain way mm-hmm. to not take things personally so I think that's a method I would use to get rid of those intrusive thoughts and that's important again journaling write it down write down what you think is a story and what you think what you know is fact definitely Yes, take note. (laughs) Journaling is extremely important and also having empathy, being able to look at multiple point of views just so you're not thinking of yourself as the villain nor are you constantly thinking of yourself as the victim. Like having that right balance of being able to weigh the facts and separate it from personal opinion, I think. Because that's usually where the blurred lines or yeah, that's usually where the blurred lines occur most of the time. Yeah. And as a final question, how does one know that they have officially started over? When can they say that they are a changed man, a changed woman, or really a changed individual? Tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, (laughs) yes. Literally tomorrow. There is no right time to change. You could be a changed person tomorrow if you wanted to. You just have to go out and do it. If you're in situations that make you feel uncomfortable, if you're getting out of your comfort zone, if you're restarting a passion that you had when like you were a child and now you want to get back into painting, it could be the smallest little things. All those little changes are going to add up eventually to change who you are as a person. But it's important to start small, take it slow, and be patient that this change is going to like change who you are as a person eventually. But it's the smallest things that you can do starting tomorrow that really kickstart your growth. And I guess to measure your growth, again, like it's important to have close friends who you can talk to. Or if you're by yourself, you don't like sharing your emotions or feelings with your friends. Um, There's something I can I drop this? I don't know if I can. But like I I use a website called Mm futureme.org and I write a letter to myself. And I get that letter mailed to me a week or sometimes a month later down the road. And I reflect back. I'm like, oh, that's that's who I was a month ago. Do I still believe in the things that I'm writing today? Or do I like, why did I write that? I start to dissect that. And I think about, do I still believe in those things now? So you can kind of see like the type of person you were back then and today and also compare with your journal entries, which is why it's so important to start right away as soon as you start journaling tomorrow guys start journaling tomorrow book it down tomorrow (laughs) you're gonna be a changed person (laughs) do you feel like there is going to be a moment that clicks kind of like a moment where someone knows that's it that's when I am renewed that's when I put my old self behind me those small little rewards that you feel like if you're happy if you're passionate about something that's a win. Mm. If you've done something that you didn't think you could do before, that's also a win. If you raised your hand during class, that's a win. Mm -hmm. These are changes. That's growth. It's 
it's the moments that make you feel uncomfortable that you put yourself through and you come out alive. All of those periods are moments of growth. And you might not realize it because like life is happening so fast at like light years per second, but it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. So you just have to give yourself credit for that and be grateful for yourself for being able to withstand all those crazy uncomfortable positions you put yourself in. So it's giving yourself credit too. That's also growth. Well said. Yeah, I think with growth, there is definitely a balance that needs to exist. The balance is being able to one, know where you fall short so you know how to improve. And the other half is knowing how far you come. So you're not constantly discouraged by how much more you have to grow or what you have to accomplish or fill in in order to be seen as worthy. But it's also saying, damn, I've come a long way. Like I've dropped a lot of my bad habits. I've definitely reshaped my mindset. I'm proud of myself. And I think overall, it's just making you your own competitor, kind of like swimming in your own lane instead of looking over and seeing where someone else is at and benchmarking yourself that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like you are your biggest competitor, but at the same time, you're also your number one cheerleader, your number one best friend that you can turn to. So it's learning how to develop a relationship with you and like the subconsciousness of you which is gonna take some time but eventually you're gonna stop feeling uncomfortable talking to yourself and you will stop caring about why people think you're talking to a wall when you're really talking to yourself so it's like next door those loud ass conversations it's just like why are you yelling it's like I was talking to myself yeah no there's a lot of times where I've gone to the grocery store and I'm like okay, I have to pick up the milk, but what kind of milk should I get? And the lady looks at me like, oh, were you talking to me? I'm like, no, it's just my inner <laughs> Dude, I've had similar experiences, like, I think two years ago when I was getting used to driving from home to school constantly and just running errands at the same time. We'll just say that as your fellow Richmond driver, there are many things that I have to learn to accept. And it's a fact that, one, intersections are busy, and two, I need to be careful in navigating those busy intersections. So then when I found, finally backed into a spot and then I got out, I literally low-key shouted, be cautious! And then I looked over and I was like, I really hope no one heard me. <laughs> it was in the parking lot. I was like, be cautious. What are you doing? I was like, why did you turn? I was like, the car was coming. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I sure. totally relate when you said being comfortable with talking to yourself and just being in tune with yourself. This brings us to the very end of today's episode. Thank you, Selena, once again, for making the time to come on here and chat with me about your journey with starting over and your best life lessons and learnings. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. This has been amazing. I love chatting with you as always. Of course. Well, it was really great having you on here. Definitely be sure to subscribe or follow this podcast at the HeyGen Podcast on Instagram if you enjoyed today's episode. I definitely did. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> and Selena, are there any platforms that you want listeners to check out or any resources that you want to share with them? 
Yeah, for sure. If you're interested in like getting to know me more, connecting with me, you can do so on LinkedIn or you can follow my Instagram at starting over with Selena. Definitely a lot of ways to get to know Selena better. Before we officially call it, are there any last words that you would like to share with our listeners? Hmm, the last word. I have so many words. So the last word is going to be really hard for me. But I would say to not be afraid to have hope. I think hope is super important. It's like probably the first thing that you need to get started with anything. Just know that where you're at right now is temporary. You're going to be a different person tomorrow. And that life is going to be okay. Like no matter what crazy things are are thrown at you, whatever dark place you're stuck in, just know that it's temporary. Because, you know, without darkness, you don't really get to appreciate the happy moments in your life. And it's a necessity. So, yeah. Just look forward to tomorrow. Remember to use the phrase, yes, and, mm-hmm. and just move on. Relax. Love it. Love it so much. Remember, everyone, it's yes and take out the yes, but we're not using yes, but it's always yes. And create your opportunities manifest. Most importantly of all, do it for you. Get to know yourself. With that said, it was honestly, again, amazing chatting with you, Selena. And this brings us to the end. Without further ado, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.